So, Scotty, have you ever been to an interview where you had to, to whiteboard a sorting algorithm or some other such uh, computer science-y type thing? I have been to an interview where I ended up whiteboarding, and I've said I will never do it again because I think it's a complete waste of time. Hmm. Now, imagine if you did that as part of a question to come into the United States when you when asked you know what you do for a living, and you replied, I'm a software engineer, and then you had to now prove it by whiteboarding. That has happened now twice. To be honest, I would fail. I, I would fail. I would fail immediately. Mm. I would be put back on the plane but, and sent know, home. This, these, these things actually happen. There are two cases of this, one with, with some Australian fellow and another with some Nigerian fellow. Who knows? Maybe this is a, a new chapter that's being opened up. It, 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 it just It's totally bizarre, though. So what would be even worse if they were doing it for people who weren't software engineers? Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, because they'd actually demonstrate that they could do it better than yeah. us. <laughs> there, there, there's a scary thought. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was just a snappy intro, but it was something that, that I was reading it this afternoon. I was like, wow, what else is going to come and that's going to happen that we're going to look back and say, wow. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, on the one hand, I find this stuff quite scary, um, but equally, uh, you know, I think I read somewhere 70, over 75 million people arrive at an airport in the US every year. And, you know, and we hear about cases of ones or twos or threes. Um, so I, yeah, I, 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 this is not this stuff. You know, this stuff is definitely an issue and something to be very concerned about. But equally, I think, you know, we have to be aware it's not every single person arriving. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes it gets a little bit overplayed as well. So there we are. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't want to become, I don't want to become controversial about it, but there we are. It is, it is good to highlight that it, that it's happened. So that, that's exactly it. I just think if nothing else, it needs to at least be mentioned, but we've mentioned it and now we can move on to other more fun things like, uh, WWDC. Are you excited to go to San Jose? Uh, I think I'm excited about WWDC, John. It's, um, I've booked plane tickets and I've booked somewhere to stay in, in downtown San Jose. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to apply for a ticket or not yet. Um, if it had been in San Francisco this year, I'd have probably been saying I wouldn't apply for a ticket because there is enough life around the conference to justify the trip. Um, this year, it's going to be interesting to see yeah, I think the, the conference is still going to sell out. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think, um, you know, the 5,000 odd places that they say there is at the uh, conference center in, in San Jose, I think Phil Schiller said it's roughly the same size. So maybe there's a few hundred more or whatever. Yeah, Apple aren't making a big deal about it. it's bigger anyway. Um, but are people going to go to San Jose just to hang out? Um I guess that's going to depend on whether people uh, like Layers, who do the Layers conference or the Alt conference, um, how if they move there, maybe that's going to help. Uh, but equally, yeah, with just a few weeks' notice or yeah, a couple of months' notice, that's hard. Um, this become a very established circle of WWDC parties. Maybe some of them will take this opportunity to die and not do it anymore. And um, in there, so it's. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, 
as for the conference itself and the information that's given out and what people will learn from it and you know the labs there i don't think it changes anything i think it's still going to be dubbed up in fact from that side of it might be better because you know the san jose conference center is literally 15 minutes from apple's new campus um so you know if there's a for example a ui kit lab or something you know it's, it's quite feasible that you know apple could send the whole ui kit team if they wanted to because they can go for the morning and come back so it's um uh so you might find from that side of things it's um it, it gets even better but i i don't know what about yourself uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I think that, uh, you know, with no disrespect to San Jose, I just don't think it it's it's it has the the depth and breadth of 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 you know drawing power of of different places to to have events and meetups and things like that. And that, I think to me that was that's some of the best things about it. And I you know I love Alt Conference. I I haven't even looked to see you know if they've said anything. So I think that that's. It's 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 going to be interesting to watch how it plays out. But now that I know that you're you have a, a lodging for me, I know I'll be crashing uh, if I decide that I, I need to go down there because I'll be damned if I'm going to finish up and then drive an hour back home. Yeah, see, you're just you're just pissed that you uh, can't stay at home anymore, aren't you? <laughs> Exactly. On the other hand, now that I think about it, it's like, sorry, honey, uh, I'll be back in a week. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to sort of justify why you're coming back in at two a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Exactly, or just not. <laughs> yes, there we are. I think I, um, I think it's going to be interesting. When a ticket's gone sale, is it the end of March? Is it so? Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, running the lottery, it's going to be interesting to see. I said I don't think the conference itself will. You know, let's let's face it. You know, a lot of people at the conference go specifically for the conference. Um, and they're sent for their companies, and they don't. They, yeah, it could be anywhere. They're going to go because it's what they they do. Um, it's uh, there is it's just another community that has grown up that is sort of like the party community um, that uses it as an excuse to get together. Yeah, you know, that community will have to decide what it wants to do, and they'll have to grow up. It's true. Gosh, it's all about having to grow up. It is. So, I uh, random thing I learned today. Would you like to know something random I learned today, John? We should we should name this section John's random thing. Okay, <laughs> that sounds almost I don't know, unfit for for human consumption. Well, so, we'll see see uh, how it is. Well, so you know that I I'm always working on localization related stuff and and have been pushing the boundaries a little bit about what what is 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 possible and, and to to do. And I think I, at various times I've I've complained and talked about the struggles of of fighting the framework, so so to speak, where um, you are trying to make your app run in one language, um, which would be different from the system language. And uh, you know, one of the things that I found early on, or, or is with accessibility, um, when you have voiceover reading text, you know. Oftentimes, what it will do, you set focus on an element, and it will read out kind of what the element is, what its accessibility trait is. Is it a button? Is it a adjustable? Is it a you know text field selectable? So on and so forth, and then whatever you know accessibility label that the developer gives. And so, if you are in the case where your your app is is running in one language and the system is running in another language, you can get you know oddball mixes where you you might have you know your app is running in French, but in English it's going to say you know button. And then something in French, or you know, if your language is set, you know, your device language is set in French, and and you know the 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 accessibility labels in another language would have bouton, and then you know something else. Um, so that that's something I've seen before. I came across something very interesting today with um, using uh, 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 if you're using uh, AirPlay, 
where there are some buttons that are are like the cancel button if you're going to select a device and uh, if your app does not have localizable strings doesn't have a you know a language.lproj folder um, then apple that's the source of truth for what apple thinks your your app is localized in right so you know when when you go to add a language and x code what it essentially does is it, it says well which resources do you want localized and there's usually you know a choice of gazillion zip files but ultimately a, a kind of a bare minimum would be something like the info plist strings which has things like your copyright messages or your permissions for why you want to use the microphone and then the the real kind of central part of it is is the localizable strings file which has all your localizable strings for that language. Um, but what happens if your app does not use that approach? Um, so, you know, it, it is the presence of that language uh, LProj folder that Apple uses to determine when you upload your app to the App Store, for example, what languages it supports, and certain, certain uh, you know, let's say system system dialogues and system services that have, you know, already localized buttons, it doesn't show up. So we, I was struggling with something today and saying, well, why does it, why does it work in, in the language we're running in? But, but this, this Apple thing is not being localized. And, uh, I happened upon that thing. So it was an interesting, interesting little tidbit, I guess, very rarefied, but something that, uh, I guess you have to keep in mind that, uh, even though your responsibility, you know, you're responsible for localizing your app. If you interact with any type of, of system services like accessibility or like these dialogues for, for, you know, uh, using AirPlay, or I can think other ones like sharing dialogues or things like that. Um, you may be in for some surprises. That's, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Because you would have thought that's something that every, almost every app was going to have to, uh, that was being internationalized was going to have. Well, I guess maybe not every app, but um, uh, well, there we are. People now know. They won't get caught by this. Yep. Oh, oh, wait, and something else. And this is this is even more random, but it's still kind of interesting. Um, uh, so... Uh, when you are dealing with strings that have mixed languages in them, you know, mixed directions. So let's say that you are mixing Arabic and English, um, you know, oftentimes in certain languages, you may want to force the, the string to start out and, and to, to assume a certain layout. And normally what you do is, you know, you have a UI label and you may have noticed that by default it has this, this alignment, which is called natural, natural language. That's the default. Otherwise you have left, right, or center or, or justified. Um, so natural is what the default is. And, and what that basically means is it looks at the content of the, of the text you put into it and kind of determines. So if it says, oh, I've got Arabic, so I should lay it out right to left, it, it looks on that. Um, and sometimes, you know, you may look at, at, at uh, you may have a string that's a combination of, of English and another language, and that other language may lay out right to left. And depending on, on, on the string itself that's ultimately generated, you may want it to, to force it to, 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 to kind of change direction in mid-sentence. You may want the first word to, to lay out right to left and then switch direction. And so there are these... Uh, uh, Unicode strings that you can put into these these direction markers you can put into it. So this this is buried, and I'll I'll leave this in the show notes. But this is buried in in some uh, in some inter in, in some information about you know internationalizing uh, NS strings and 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 particularly when you're using string with format. So um, uh, 
I found out something very interesting about string with format that if you have a formatter that you put in a localizable strings file, um, you have to be very, very careful about how you embed your, your direction markers because these are, these are hidden characters that you can type in or you can paste into it if you're using some of these Unicode utilities. But what you can end up happening is that it will reverse the direction of your formatter string and then make the formatter string not work. So for instance, if you know, you're familiar with a, with a string formatter, you might have percent you know, at sign, right, which is a placeholder for an object or, you know, percent I, a placeholder for, for an integer. And, and sometimes when you're doing localizable strings, the order matters in which the data is passed. So you might have a string former, formatter that receives two or three pieces of data and you have to specify the order uh, that it appears. So in English, it may say, you know, you know the, the, the quantity and then something else. And then in German, it might want to put the, the, the something else before the, the quantity. So you can use, uh, you know, uh, percent dollar, you know, dollar sign one and dollar sign two or one dollar sign, two dollar sign to, to specify it in the string formatter, which order it's supposed to place the values in. Gosh, this is arcane. Um, but anyway, uh, I found out that if you put these Unicode direction marker changing strings in there, uh, if you don't do it correctly, it will can screw up the order in which the formatter is done, and then everything goes to hell and you're very unhappy. So yeah, these are my two triumphs of discovery today. So, so Johnny, are you primarily working in Objective-C still, or is there Swift code in what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, the, our, we are an Objective-C app. Yeah, it's just, I mean, obviously, um, and, and you may not have an opinion on this next question then, because uh, obviously you're doing a lot of string processing and as well as the accessibility and the language stuff and the internationalization, you know, language is implemented in strings. And obviously uh, there's been a lot of proposals for some, again, some pretty reasonably big changes to strings in Swift 4, um, which I assume we'll get, around dub dub time um and you know it's i personally think the fact that this is a new language and the team around the language keeps saying well i know we only changed this in swift 2 but i think we got it wrong or this bit isn't working and they're prepared to uh, change it is at this stage with the language what being three years old is, is still good however I can totally understand why people are getting um, a bit fed up of I've just converted that and now you need to be converted again and now I'm going to have to convert stuff again um, let's face it a lot of a lot of applications have a lot of string processing in so anything that changes the way you um, handle strings splice up strings sort strings or anything else is going to affect you know lots of apps um, so so obviously if you move to Swift at some point in the future, you're going to have missed some of the this you know sort of uh, trouble because it'll be there. But yeah, you know, what's your general feeling? You know, for the Swift team, should they still be at this stage saying we're going to make changes to get this right and maybe maybe set a guideline and saying well that and that's going to happen for the first five years. After five years, we're going to have to nail this down. Or do you think now it's the, the you know because Apple do promote this as the language of choice in a way um, that it. Sh- that, you know, they should be having to live with the choices they've made and you know for the next 20 years we'll be doing strings away you know a certain way even though everyone on the team doesn't like that way <laughs> um 
you know, I'm not certain I have a, a enough uh, opinion on it to, to 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 matter. I mean, I think that you know, string with format as it is now is based on you know printf, right? And um, it's kind of unfortunate that you can you, you know you could crash your app pretty easily with a malformed localizable string where you, for instance, have the 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 formatter you know uh, be a, of of type object when when the value you're passing is an integer, um, and I think that that's one of the things that that uh, swift helps you avoid doesn't it yeah i mean yeah or, there's i mean there's lots of good things in there no i'm not complaining about what i guess what i'm saying about and i'm not even going to make any comment on the individual changes that may come um i'm guessing you know, we're reaching swift four uh we don't have abi stability and i think uh if four has been announced that we won't come now till five at the earliest um i think they have said the Swift four compiler will maintain a Swift three compiler as well. So I think this, I, th- I think one of the differences between Swift four and Swift three was Swift Swift three pretty much forced you to upgrade from Swift two point three pretty darn quickly, um, and uh, whereas maybe your chance you, you'll need to upgrade from Swift three to Swift four is going to be longer. Uh, run it's going to be it's yeah maybe for the whole of the the one year that Swift four is current there'll be. Yeah, maybe Apple are moving into a current plus you know minus one situation on the compilers or something. I don't know, um, but you know, and it is a pain. Uh, it is a pain having to convert your code base each um, each year. Uh, client I'm currently working with recently had to do some work on a project that hadn't been worked on for a couple of years, and it was still in Swift one. So the first thing that's happened is that's all be brought up to Swift three, which you know, um, it. Could have carried on looking at Swift one, but you know why would you? So yeah, a small fix turned into a slightly longer one as everything has to be changed. But I think in most cases, you know, the change isn't huge. I mean, I've never heard anyone that's gone beyond days into sort of months having to do this, uh, no matter what the size of the code base. Um, so I think I'm for them spending a little longer yet getting the language right, um, even though I understand it causes pain. Uh, I'm not the one necessarily paying the cost financially of having to make all those changes, so maybe that's easy for me to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people, the last few years people have been very excited for Swift and what's going on, and I think it's been allowed to do um, lots of things and get away with lots of things that someone, you know, this the people in the C standards library or whatever else would never be able to do. Whereas uh, I'm just wondering at what point that love will run out. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It, 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 uh, my opinion is, is if, if they're going to make something that is going to last at least as long as Objective C has lasted already and probably will last, because I don't think Objective C is going away any time too soon. I think better that they they work through all those different things and and as concerns you know localization and and, and string processing in particular. Um, I think in general, you know, string with format has served us well, and that the general localization capabilities of iOS are, are pretty damn amazing. But even now, I've become aware of some things that that I wished Apple supported, um, something called ICU messages, uh, for example, for dealing with with pluralization, um, which the the rules can get very complicated in in certain languages. Um, so you know, to the extent that they're they're willing to to advance the state of the art a little bit on that i would generally support it um cool well i mean we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, uh there's a um uh, a swift uh, strings manifesto on the uh swift uh, github website so we'll um we'll stick that in there and uh, uh people can make comments 
So what else is going on in your world, Mr. Scotty? Well, I was traveling last week um, for work, hence why we didn't record last week, because it seems we are uh, unable to get anything done when I'm on your time zone <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I didn't even make it to see you, John, did I? So there we are. It's a... Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you said it because I was about to have to bring it up myself. But, um, you know, let, let's start our new segment on called Scotty Doesn't Love John Anymore. Oh, OK. Yes. It's not going to be one of these long running series that goes on for 20 years. There's not a whole lot to be said. It's like, you know, it's, it's like one of those things is is so and so, you know, is, is is Amazon down or just for me? It's just like, does Scotty love John? And the answer in the Web page was being no. Yeah. Oh, the Amazon. Did that did, did that affect you? No, uh, because we are are ballers. You know, Netflix maintains civilization. Cool. I mean, I, I mean, it's sort of six a.m. in the morning here as we record this. Uh, when I went to bed last night, Amazon was S three was still down. I haven't even checked this morning to see if it's back up. Is is it back up now? Okay. It is back up. It is back up, and 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 among the among the the terrible you know things that happen is is you know I'm I'm pretty big fan of Slack, and so oftentimes I will you know start typing some snarky message and if i'm on you know uh, a mobile and i'm uploading an image knowing how long it'll take for the image to go i try to time it properly where i'll start uploading the image and then watch it as it's kind of progressing and then type my text and kind of send text first so that that appears and then the image should pop in later so i did that showing something that i thought was funny but then it didn't show up and then you know my joke was lost i like you know message the channel or people who are here in the channel to say something and then the image upload failed and people had no idea what I was going on and about so then I had to go back and say oh I can see you know S3 is down this portion of thing doesn't work and then eventually the image popped in you know hours later so this was a real failing of civilization for me at least but it was only S3 it wasn't the whole AWS infrastructure just the S3 part of it was it yeah yeah so I guess I mean someone made a point on Twitter you know um every service provider is going to have an outage at some point no matter who you are even if it's just you and your one machine or whatever else is going to be an outage and uh, we shouldn't really be surprised and yeah we're 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 still in the infancy of this technology i think you know we forget you know how new sort of cloud-based servers as a service in the way sort of um aws does it and uh uh is and you know i think considering how new a market is it's actually been incredibly robust really oh yeah yeah totally but I guess it does show, um, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens if the whole um, AWS server infrastructure went down. That would have uh, that would have been, uh, I think most of the web would have gone down then. Um, but uh, e- even just like S3, which is storage, uh, it affected a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But it didn't affect us, John. No, we are still here. I think I I think we have had podcast availability throughout the time. So if anybody was, um, we we we're, we are five nines. There we are. Yep. If anybody uh, really had nothing to do during the S three outage, they could have still been able to uh, um, get uh, copies of the iDeveloper podcast, uh, which I think could um, you know I should be now giving the speech for you know, for podcast of the year for that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What do you mean we didn't win? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone said we won. <laughs> there we are. Never mind. Well, the the the, the award just didn't. The certificate for you know, failed to upload. Sadly. Oh, I see. 
Oh dear, that that's that's a that's a joke that in um, four weeks' time, when people listen to this, will everyone would have forgotten and have no semblance, no, no bearing on reality at all. Okay, uh, what was I say? Oh yes, I was travelling last week. Um, yeah, and one of the one of my thoughts is, or, or you know, that I regularly think is, oh, I'm I'm away from home. I'm staying in a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, I have to go to a client's office during the day, and in the evenings I'll be free, so I should be able to crank out loads of work on my side projects or, or at least you know some design stuff or whatever else and I just I did nothing I I partly because of time zone shift my whole sleep patterns are out but it's like you know I got nothing done on on any of the side stuff um and it's you know it made me realize that, you know, I, I maybe have some very optimistic plans on, on what I can and can't achieve. And unless I actually, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to work out a routine by which I'm actually uh, scheduling work on this stuff um, as much as I schedule doing my everyday client work. I mean, I, I, I have times of the day when it's just assumed I'm going to be working. They're not fixed every day. I don't start at a certain time. I don't finish at a certain time. But, you know, during my day, there, there is a sort of a block of time that will, most likely I will be working um, on client work. And I think I'm going to have to start saying, well, there needs to be days of the week or uh, hours of a day or whatever, when that is going to be exactly the same because just saying I will fit it in in hours around time, even when I sometimes get the time, um, doesn't uh, seem to work for me. Um, but it does raise the question. Yeah, for me, I have to I have to sort of raise the question to myself that if I... Uh, I've been very negative about these projects the last few weeks, but here we go. Um, if I can't find the time to do this stuff, um, if I'm not prepared to spend, you know, the extra two hours a day out in my office rather than in the house with the family or whatever else, do I really care about this stuff enough that I should be spending any time on it at all? <coughs> no, <coughs> no. <coughs> Sorry. Cough there. <laughs> here we are. So it's, um, uh, and I think... I think this is probably a challenge that many, many people have. Uh, many of us want or think we want something that's not the nine to five of, of hacking out code for somebody else. Um, but when it comes to actually doing something about it, you know, it's it's how much do we want that? And it's, uh, and I know that sort of, you know, puts me in the same group as, you know, thousands of other people um, in there. And I know this is something I've asked myself before, but it's a good question to ask. And the sad thing is, I think there are you know, probably lots of people who've spent many, many years and I'd include myself, you know, frustrated about not having achieved some of this side stuff or whatever else, causing themselves sort of, you know, uh, mental stress and emotional stress about it. When actually what we should have done is many years ago said, well, actually, no, it's not for me, not do it type of thing. Or knuckled down in our lives and made it happen so we didn't have years of this constant... <laughs> fluctuation so um because i've decided to do this stuff this time being very analytical and very honest about where i am with it um and what i'm doing with it and to be sort of less of a dreamer and more of a pragmatist um it means that every time i get one of these feelings whereas in the past i would have just uh, convinced myself somehow to move on um i've got to I've got to sort of now because of the approach i'm taking weigh it up and and and, and take the um 
uh, you know, and take a response that I can justify uh, logically as opposed to convince myself. Um, and it is quite interesting how much I find myself doing. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. Uh, I find myself doing that I can't convince myself about and I need to properly and I'm just running on emotion or enthusiasm and it's not going to last and it's not going to work um, or lack of emotion, lack of enthusiasm, maybe the other way around in some places. So uh, so I am going to do a traditional um, Scotty side project stroke AvTag diary replacement report this week of saying, yeah, no change. Didn't get around to anything. <laughs> Simon will be so pleased. Simon, I think he'll listen to us and he's like, yeah, I told you so, but... So John, what's uh, what what what's your big hope for the next seven days? When I when we get back to record in a week's time, um, what what's your hope you've achieved? Let, let's 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 uh, set some accountability for you here. Name name me something you'd like to have achieved by time we next speak. Uh, world peace? No. Uh, well, I I can't talk about it. <laughs> so. Okay, there we are. That segment, that was the segment I tried to introduce on the fly, doing nothing, and it just didn't work, did it? There we are. That was, um, we'll, we'll move on then. Okay, I, I'll be able to talk about it in some future date, but uh, yeah, there's some deadlines coming up and I look forward to, to getting through them. Okay, well, you. I hope you get through them. Well, I think um, I think we'll wrap that up for this week. Okay. Well, if people would like to talk about uh, to, about your lack of progress, how may they 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 find you on the internet? They could uh, contact me on uh, Twitter as MacDevNet, or um, they can send an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co. And if people want to take exception uh, with whatever it is I've said that's offended people t- today, or to 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 congratulate me for for being uh, you know <laughs> opaque, uh, you can find me on the internet as Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum, and that's on Twitter, of course. Well, John, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I'm very sorry I didn't get to visit you last week. I'm coming back soon. I'll come and say hi, honest. Yeah, that's kind of you. Yeah, to tell you what, there'll be a cardboard cutout waiting for you. Oh, great. Be more interesting than usual then. That's great. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and with that, thank you. For- <laughs> this was the iDeveloper podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our final episode. <laughs> Wait, did you hear that? That's the you hear that applause in the background. Finally, it's over. Yeah, that's that's our that's our one listener going. At <laughs> <laughs> last, because there was something like the end of one of these movies when someone had to sacrifice themselves for the cause, and um, he or she drew the short straw of having to be the listener. <laughs> but right. there we are. Okay, you um. Uh, you take care. Thank you very much for, for listening, everybody. And until next time, you also take care.